Josh Snyder, and you're listening to Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with Aaron Watson. I am the CEO and co-founder of a company called Piper Creative. We help brands produce LinkedIn video, podcasts, and vlogs. We call it Documentary as a Service. Yep. And we also produce the Going Deep Summit, which is an annual conference featuring some thinkers, some fantastically thoughtful ambitious guests Mm -hmm. and put that all together we think we're building a pretty distinct and unique media brand uh, that can be the propellant for a big future business cool very cool i've heard a little bit about all of those things Um, so what made you want to start your your branding business so it started with a podcast that okay. I launched called Going Deep with Aaron Watson. Cool. Uh, the podcast has 375 episodes. I've been doing it awesome. for three and a half years. Cool. And the idea was initially just to get the stories of the people who are up to interesting things. Gotcha. Because I felt horrendously underserved by the Career Resource Center. I did everything right. I graduated in four years. I had yep. the internships, yada, yada. And it was like, you can go to grad school or you can go into financial services or you can be an administrator. And I don't even know what that yeah. really means. <laughs> so the podcast started as a vehicle to learn from, you know, people founding companies, starting gotcha. nonprofits, you know, successful politicians. Yeah. And through that process, I learned a lot about digital media to the yeah. point that there was an audience, we could run the first Going Deep Summit and provide an in real life experience to go yeah. along with these digital touch points that we were creating. Yeah. And then once we successfully got more than 180 people in the room for the first one, that was the marker that, okay, I actually know something here. I know right. a thing or two that I can then sell or offer to other brands, other companies, other organizations. Right. And that was the basis for launching Piper Okay. And when was how long ago was that? Piper started February twenty sixth, two thousand and eighteen. So cool. we're about a year and a half old. Awesome. And that started with me recognizing the opportunity to deliver these services that I already spoke about. Yeah. And then recognizing that I just really needed someone to be the complementary skill set because I can talk, yeah. I can sell, I can vision, right. I can do the podcast stuff, but I needed visual media expertise. And so that's where Hannah, my co-founder, comes in. She's a brilliant visual media artist. So videography, photography, graphic design, fine art. And when you put those two skill sets together, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, to use one of the business truisms, one plus one equals three. Like, it really is that because we get to take each other's weaknesses off the table and handle and execute our strengths to an even greater degree because we're doing it together as opposed to in, in solo. Absolutely. So some of the best I got best advice was um, and I was probably only 20 when I got this and it was from someone I, I had a lot of uh, mentors myself when I was young and I, I, I kind of stood out because I was so young and doing business um, so people would kind of grab onto that and that advice was to f- figure out what you do well and do that but figure out what you're what you don't do well and find someone to do those things yes because too many times we, we spend a lot of, we'll spend way more time doing things that we're not good at, and then that hinders, absolutely hinders us. So that one plus one equals three makes a thousand percent sense. And then where it gets even better is we have a director of operations named Tori, cool. okay. who is, if you were to like draw out mine and Hannah's independent areas yeah. of weakness, is yeah. like precisely her Perfect. strengths for organizations Perfect. and systems. And so we've got a 
feisty little team. Awesome. And, I mean, self-awareness is obviously super important when you get to that level because you, you got to know exactly what you're good at, what you're bad at. And, and uh, it's uh, it can be hard because some people aren't ready for that. So you're a little bit exposed. You might feel a little bit uh, vulnerable. Certainly. But if you can get to that point, you can be honest with your partners. That's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's strength in recognizing that those weaknesses exist. Oh, absolutely. And getting comfortable with that is the prerequisite to finding the person who can fulfill that. Because you're not right. going to luck into a full stable of people. It's like, wow, this is one weakness, this is one weakness, this is one weakness, and not right. fulfilling it. You have to actually have that self-inventory to be able to execute on it. Absolutely. Very interesting. So you got the branding business, and then Going Deep Summit. Tell me, when did you start that and what? Like, you told me a little bit about why, but... Right. Like how is that executed and how does that grow? So the, the first summit was uh, January 27th, 2019. So basically a month before we launched Piper for the first time. At yeah. that point in time, Hannah and I weren't business partners. She was the person that I hired to do the photography and the graphic design <laughs> associated with it. Got it. But she killed it and that was like part of the reason I wanted her as the co-founder. Cool. But the, the genesis there was I had, had, I had at that point done in the neighborhood of 200 interviews gotcha. and... Through those interviews, you just recognize, okay, this is someone who's tremendously talented, right. articulate, on that steep trajectory upwards. And right. when you take that information in, that's yeah. your opportunity to basically, you know, Warren Buffett, buy low, buy at the best price on right. one of these speakers. Right. And then, you know, in perpetuity, Ed Lattimore is the opening keynote of the first Going Deep Summit. I mean, I, I think he's since, you know, 5X, 10X, his Twitter following, he's right. blown up. Yeah. And at that point in time, a lot of people didn't even know that he was here in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. And so all those interviews was my unfair advantage to identify this talent. Yeah. And then you marry that to an audience that is already interested. Like even if you heard the interview with Ed, he kind of spoke about something different on stage. And that's, gotcha. that's been the through line even with this, the second one. Gotcha. So it's a chance to go deeper, hence the name Going Deep. Yeah. And then the other side of it is we schedule it to start Saturday morning. Gotcha. And... It's a certain type of person that, like, when you say event, uh, interesting ideas, Saturday morning, pay for a ticket, they're like, absolutely not. Or they're <laughs> like, that is right down my alley. Correct. And the person for whom that's right down their alley is cut from a certain cloth. They yeah. are particularly ambitious. They're going for something. And even if it's wildly disparate, I mean, you know, at, at the last one we had someone with, um, he does men's fashion YouTube channel over 60,000 subscribers mm -hmm. we had someone who runs an SEO agency we had someone who is uh, operating executive director for a nonprofit that helps um, people dealing with generational poverty gotcha. and all those people despite being in very different fields yeah. have that same core kind of fire in the belly right. that I'm addicted to I obviously yeah, feed yeah, yeah. off of but when you can bring those people together, it's like, oh, these are my people. Even if we're not right. like right. all in immense fashion, we're all yeah. making something happen. We all have the same religion. Exactly. To say. Yeah. Exactly. Got you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the next one will be in 2020. Okay. Building off the momentum of the second one. Cool. Uh, more speed. Do you have a date yet or, or a rough Late March or early April. Okay. Um, we're, we're working really hard to get the location locked down as soon as possible because cool. that's kind of the domino that sets everything right. else into right. motion. Uh, but we're trying to kick it so up. So did notch. you just have one? Uh, three weeks ago, two weeks gotcha. ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. How'd it go? Went really well. Yeah. Um, we had a speaker come in from DC named Alan Gannett, 
who speaks literally all over the globe yeah. about creativity. Cool. He was the closing keynote and seeing him, n- not to take anything away from any of our other speakers because they were all excellent. And I was you know, debriefing with someone today about how much they took away from the morning session. But yeah. him as the closing keynote was, um, you know, to use a sports analogy, like the, the first day the college kid goes up to the pros and they're like, wow, this is a different speed. Like yeah. to see Alan perform on stage, he filled 60 minutes, you know, end of the day, people's energy is a little low, their blood sugar's low, but like he kept everyone entranced gotcha. for 60 minutes. Gotcha. And just to see someone perform at that level and recognize that there's not many, but there's other characters like that out there right. gave us a vision for where this event can go in the future yeah. as it uh, as it becomes a cultural temple. Awesome. So what do you want to see happen next? I want to see, with the Going Deep Summit happen next, I want it to be recognized as a a cultural tentpole in Pittsburgh. I don't think, like what what that means to me, what I see in my head when I say that, is not going to happen next year. What that means to me is like, everyone knows there will be thousands of people. Yeah not necessarily at the event, but like around the event. You know, maybe maybe there's 1,200 people walking in the door, but there's an additional 700 people either doing after parties or meetups or other things around. Uh, I've I've been to South by Southwest. I've been to a bunch of other events like that. And it's like, there's the event and then there's the event going on around the event to some degree. And that's that's where it's going. Um, it's, It's on that trajectory. But as it pertains to Piper, that is like one of the elements of our business mm-hmm. and it's all beautifully interwoven, not just with the services that we offer, but with the other yeah. kind of businesses that we want to launch where, you know, we, so we have a client and the client's excellent. They bring in other business They're you know, they pay on all the things that you want in a client right. and we want to keep them around and we can obviously do that by doing a great job for them. We can do that by coming in with new ideas. We can do that by, you know, maintaining fair prices, being kind, friendly people. But another way that we can do it is like give them a VIP ticket to this event and they get to spend this amazing day. They get to learn, they get to have a great time, connect with other people who we care about. And it's just kind of, it's it's like, it's like a great hug, like the best hug pulls you in a little bit closer, makes you feel a little bit warmer. Absolutely. And that's what we get to deliver with our events. Very cool. Uh, what's so? What's next as far as you like, either you personally or or Piper as well? Like, so what we're working on figuring out how to do right now is building out. I call it the stable of creatives, and that's cool. not to mean that I just think of our creatives as horses, but <laughs> the, the metaphor works. Yeah. Um, HP is so talented yeah. that there are low level creative tasks mm-hmm. that her skills and abilities and bandwidth are being wasted on. And it's not to say that 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 work doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. but there's young people with, you know, lower developed creative skills that would be so enthralled by that, do a a great job. Got you. But if they can come up, take that off of her plate, we get to go to the next level as a brand. Absolutely. Basically, purely off of her creative output. I can have an idea and I can throw some stuff out there, but it, it, it comes down to her at the end of the day. Right. And so what... We need to find, and we have a couple of these people like targeted as creative apprentices that we're kind of nurturing, but bring them in, yeah. give them stuff to do, take stuff off of her plate, right. and then her creative output is the kind of engine that whipsaws out the right. new business units, the new Got services, the, 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 the brand relevance that we want to have. Right. Why was it important for you, like, in, instead of just being like, oh, I have a, this thing I want to do, I'm going to go work for someone. 
and you told me a little bit about that. What made you want to do it yourself? So I, I was incredibly impacted while I was a senior at Pitt cool. on the job search by something my dad said, which was basically, son, I hope you'll be smarter than me and start your own thing. Gotcha. And this is someone who I, I still idolize, but like yeah. I idolized and have a great relationship with my dad. Incredibly lucky to have that. And when he said that, mm. it kind of cast me off into this ocean where everyone in my family that I defined as successful was an employee, very effective employee, employee yep. well paid, but I didn't have a model of entrepreneurship. Like some people grow up with yep. a business owner in their yep. family, yep. a crazy uncle, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and I didn't have that. So I had to go figure that out back to the idea of the podcast where it was my vehicle to yeah. even get the model. And were you already doing the podcast at, at the time? No. Okay. So that was before that. And gotcha. then it was like the next year I'm like, what does that even mean? How do I even figure that out? Like, I, like right. like, there's, there's no just like the book on entrepreneurship. So that's what created the interest for the podcast though. Exactly. you're like, all right, well I need to figure out what these people are doing. Yeah. So that gave you that momentum and, and gave you that, you kind of were able to figure out how, instead of having this crazy uncle that had his own business the whole time where you kind of had been getting right. increments of that for 20 years. Now you just kind of, bundled all that up at once yeah and it's one of those things where it's like oh you need to go find a mentor it's like it's actually super hard to find a really good mentor because the really good mentor is super busy on their own stuff (laughs) like there's plenty of people there's plenty of like professors at colleges who haven't done anything in 15 years and want to tell you all about their ideas right but the people who are actually practitioners right now aren't you know drowning in time to share but half hours distributed a bunch of interesting people you actually start to get that vision correct that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, because so I I mentor uh, I have one guy in particular, but anyone I tell I tell all my friends you know I I eat lunch every day. Let me know when you want to have one, and we can talk about what it is you're doing. Um, my goal when I'm mentoring someone is to challenge them, and then support them. So figure out what it is that they're having problems, or see what the problems could be in the future, and then how, even just if I can't directly solve their problems you know, what it is that could be, um, you know, see it coming in advance and then what, how they can fix that before it becomes a, an issue. Um, and of course, strengthen and hope, hopefully they grow. And um, I've been doing this for 12 years now, so hopefully I'm able to, I, I've had a lot of people help me out, so I just want to help people out as well. Um, but as, as someone that does try to mentor we don't have much time. <laughs> yeah. We don't have much time because we're doing, yeah, we are doing it. And, and a um, lot of that I try to deliver through the apprentices that join yeah. our program. So gotcha. we have seven creative apprentices. They awesome. helped us produce the Going Deep Summit. And awesome. they're all in different stages of learning. One of them is figuring out how to run a PR playbook and outreach to different programs for our goals. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them are figuring out how to build a video skill set to take some of the load off of HP. Um, we have someone who's trying to turn into more of a biz dev person. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, it's it's also, you know, in that environment, this is going to sound super egotistical, but you get closer to the sun, you get more access and you can learn more. So right. Dan, who's trying to figure out biz dev, who like I can see a pathway where over the next two years, yeah. he could be like running sponsorship sales for the Going Deep Summit or he could be running sales of one of our business units. Right. I'm happy to sit and shoot the shit with him for an hour. Sure. For other characters, it's not that I'm unavailable, but it's like right. 
this needs to fit with my schedule. I need, we need to plan this way out in the head. You need to make this very easy on me as a part of the whole thing right. because there's just not the same um, investment either way. Right. And so I think that's another another thing that I didn't really appreciate and I was actually trying to do early on. I, yeah. I, I went to a startup environment thinking I would get access to the startup founder and the opportunity to learn because I knew that that's where I was going yeah. and I didn't really get it so I didn't stick around. I didn't do great work. So I recognize that if I want to keep the entrepreneurial person around, yes. it isn't just going to be about the paycheck I can give him or her. Correct. It's going to be about my the access that I offer. Correct. Their ability to learn and get their questions answered. The level of opportunity. Like, feel like they're leveling up just Correct. by being a part of the organization. Correct. So I think that's one of the biggest assets as an entrepreneur is someone, um, you know, people and you've interviewed so many entrepreneurs, you probably know that everyone, people that don't do business, they think, oh, you're a small business owner, you're a business owner, you must have money. Yeah. Where most business owners put everything they have back into their business or, you know, it's not like they're, if they take some, they don't take, definitely don't take too much. Yeah. Um, or even like or last year for you, yeah. you were thinking, we made more money, that doesn't mean I'm going to go to, Cabo or whatever. Right, it means right. we're going to get some new gear so exactly. we can level up again. Like, right. the, like that's how you actually it, operate. It's an investment. So yeah, you put in a decent amount of money, you, you know you're going to get it back. And so if you have something that you, this is your business, this is your engine, and uh, you can make it better and it can, can produce more, you're, you're going to do that. Um, my point for that is, as an entrepreneur, your advantage is... It's, Someone asked me, they're like, you have money, right? And I'm like, no, it's not that I have money. I have, I have, um, you know, I have opportunities and I'm able to see things differently and I'm, go I'm able to maneuver in a way where I can use the work that I've done in the past to leverage what I'm going to do next. And so, like, for example, I had to buy a new machine. I was out of luck. We had, we had one machine that was our workhorse. It went down. And at the time, that was could have been really devastating for us. We found a local um, sales team. They sell copiers, and they let us use the copier they had as their showroom model for two months. Wow. Yes, we were there two to three times a week. We were doing these. You know, we were there for a few hours, um, and we were able to keep customers just kind of at bay enough where it's like, yeah, we'll have your order done in like three or four days. And, uh, and then we bring it back and we cut it all down or finish it, fold it, staple it, whatever. And in trade for that, we were able to give, we gave them our business and bought a copier off of them, which yeah. was a big deal. And, I mean, they knew that we were going to do that and they're a family business and it, it worked out really well. But at the same time I had to come up with money. And so it's like, there was, um, a couple personal loans that we got for the business that were from big customers that we have. And they're like, I have a few people, they basically gave us six, six months worth of business up front to help us out with this. We were kind of like in a bind. Yeah. But we had been in business for three and a half years already. And they knew what we were doing. They knew how we were performing and what we were capable of. And they were able to take that, um, take that step with us. And then we worked it off. And, and now we're in the clear of that and have this brand new machine that we're able to, um, you know, knock it out of the park with all of our, all of our new business. So at the time it was like something that was detrimental, but it came out awesome and it wouldn't have worked unless I was able to leverage every opportunity that we've been creating over this whole time. Certainly. So 
and it's all relationships and it's also the aspect of that you, you literally I can't explain to any of my friends that yeah. don't do this type of stuff yeah. is like that had to be stressful it goes oh, without absolutely. saying that that was stressful absolutely. but every moment since then yeah. you're a little tougher you're right. a little wiser absolutely. you're a little more resilient just because you have gone through that fire right. and there's like been times where we were incredibly stressed about <laughs> stuff but like I just know that whatever right. the high watermark I used to have for stress and things breaking and like Correct. needing to problem solve it has risen so much even in the last year absolutely. that that more so than like any <laughs> other skill that I have right. is the thing that I can always carry with me. Right. Um, I have a buddy, he's, he's thinking about opening a bar and he's like, I don't know, man, I was running the numbers and we have to make 10 grand a month. And I'm like, just, just do it. You'll be all right. Like it's, I know that number sounds crazy. It's $120,000 a year. You'll make triple or four, you know, quadruple that. Um, Hopefully just, he's in the right part of town. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's South side. Oh, there you go. Uh, he'll be fine. <laughs> He just needs to, to do it. Yeah, he he'll be he'll be all right. Um, but I know that number can seem daunting, especially if I mean he is a businessman. He he's worked for himself for probably a decade. But dude, he's a DJ, so he doesn't have that overhead. He doesn't yeah. have a monthly. He doesn't have contracts like that. Yep. Where you know the money he's making is um, is money that he's able to to make just from you know you might have your equipment, but you don't have you have assets. But you don't have that like monthly bills. Yeah. So I can see that it could be daunting, but my thing is just just go and do the thing because it's gonna it's gonna work out. Like, Without a doubt. Um, obviously, you want to be smart at it, about it, see what challenges might come up. But if uh, if you got a good head on your shoulders, I think most people can can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you were to to talk to yourself. When you were in college, let's say like sophomore year college, and you were able to go back and be like, hey, one word, word of advice. I know you're not here yet, but let me tell you. Hmm. I think it would be something tied to your capacity to find the answers to your questions. Yep is within yourself. Like we've been taught, you know, throw it into Google Mm -hmm. or, you know, ask the mentor or whatever. Sure. And I think delivering some message along the lines of if you can get really quiet and you can really sit with yourself, a lot of the questions that you have, the answers are within you if you take the time to do that self You need to zoom out a little bit too because a lot of times we can get kind of boxed in. Yeah. And like we have this issue and we're just like not, not quite figuring it out and don't know how to. And then when you take a step back, you're able to see, like, oh, just put that there or, you know, reorganize something a little bit. Yeah. It all makes sense. Have you ever heard of oblique strategies? No. So it's this deck of cards. Okay. And it's like insanely expensive for a deck of cards until you <laughs> have it. And then you're like, oh, this is awesome. It's like yeah. maybe $60 for a deck of cards. Gotcha. And each card... You're not supposed to like ruffle through them. You're supposed to just like pick one out like yeah. whenever you're stuck on something. Gotcha. And it's just words that if you like do what the card tells you, it reframes or reorients your strategy and your perspective. Nice. I can't like call one off the top of my head because That's they're very okay. like broad, but you should check it out. There's like a there's a Twitter account that does them. There's all sorts of ways you could kind of see a few of them as an example. Gotcha. But that's one of the ways that I found like if I can just go to that account and like I'm stuck on something, it's just like 
what would your friend tell you to do? Yeah. Or like, there's like, you know, what if everything went in reverse? It's just very, like, that can mean anything to anything. Right. right. Any, but like, you're stuck in like, what if everything went in reverse? And now all of a sudden you're thinking about it through a different way. Right. Um, I like that one. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That gives me a couple of ideas. <laughs> um, so appreciate having you on. You want to uh, give me your social media stuff? Where can people find you? Um, at Aaron Watson fifty nine on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if anyone is on LinkedIn, that is where I put out my best stuff. Cool. But the cool. vlog that Hannah produces is on YouTube. If you search "This Is Piper," um, that is day by day us growing as a business, the experiences we're having, cool. and uh, hopefully we leave a few breadcrumbs there. Nice. I got one more question for you. Bring it. So you said that part of your business is, and a, a decent part of your business is LinkedIn. Yes. Right? So you probably see a lot of people that might have my mindset, which is LinkedIn, it hasn't been super valuable to me, and I haven't been able to really capitalize on it, figure out how to use it well. Yes. Um, what would you say to someone like me? And how could, what would, what what should it be, and how would I use you like, what would your pitch be for, for me as a customer for you to, to work with me? So I'm going to pitch you as a customer second. Yeah, I'm going to okay. create the framework for everyone okay, first. Cool. So the framework for everyone first yeah. is to any platform that you're trying to learn, consume, yeah. then curate and comment, then create. Right. So you're new to it. You don't see the value in it. You don't understand how it works. Go consume a bunch of accounts. Find the, one that, the, the ones that you like. Find the ones that are getting traction. Study what they're doing. Now, do you mean users or do you mean like businesses? How, how is that? Creators, businesses. Yeah. I see those as, as being interwoven. Okay, so, so maybe there's, maybe you're a software as a service company gotcha. and you go find the other software as a service companies that are doing effective marketing on LinkedIn because cool. there are some out there doing that. Got and it. I, you'd be hard pressed to like find a business that there isn't at least one example of them doing Correct. it well. Correct. We found mortgage brokers and yoga teachers that are both using LinkedIn. Gotcha. So consume them, understand what they're doing, figure out what you like. Then you go to curate, curate and comment. So curate is, um, I read Complex or Wall Street Journal or yeah. some media outlet or video and I like it and I share it and then maybe I add my two cents as to, you know, this article about how um, Champion resuscitated their brand yeah. is really fascinating. I'm so impressed by how the CMO did X. Right. And it's like, okay, this person's thoughtfully learning stuff. You're not going to blow up your business that way, right. but you're starting to speak the language of the platform gotcha. and then you're also commenting on these, some of these posts of the people that you're following or just in general, building conversation off of other people's posts, which means not reading the article that you post and say, nice, yeah. but thoughtfully being like, wow, that was really interesting. Made me think of X. Right. And all of a sudden you're having this conversation with people. Gotcha. It seems very one-to-one, -one, but your comments show up in other people's feeds. So Correct. you're already Correct. marketing yourself. Yeah. Then get to the point of creating. Maybe you're someone who writes really good stuff write, maybe post a picture and write something interesting next to it relative to business strategy, relative to an experience you had, relative to a learning that you had. Gotcha. Or post a video of you looking directly in the camera, speaking about one of your company values, speaking about one of the experiences you had, speaking right. about something that someone else can learn from or they might agree or disagree with. Gotcha. And that is going to be the basis by which you remind people of the business that you're doing. Gotcha. So just because you're printing stuff doesn't mean that every single post has to be about printing. Correct. You have entrepreneurial experience. Right. You could talk about other small businesses right here in Bloomfield. Yep. But because you're showing up regularly and in the little profile icon it says, Josh, 
founder of Flower City Printmakers, yeah. all of a sudden I'm just reminded that Josh does printing, Josh does printing. Yeah. And then eight months from now, when I need my uh, new menus printed or right. whatever whatever yeah. the appropriate thing might be. Programs for your summit. Programs for my summit. <laughs> boom. I don't even know anyone else that I would call. Right. Right? right. So so you're, you're playing the game of More the being game. at the top of the yeah. search right. of people's minds. Right. And LinkedIn just works because there is a lot of attention on that platform right now. Gotcha. Conversely, how I would specifically pitch you yeah. if you were looking to use one of my business's services yeah. is we can come in and in the same way that we have very efficiently set up this show yeah. uh, in short, a short amount of time, very ad hoc. We could do something similar where we would come in with our camera. Yeah. We would have six to ten talking points already prepared when we walk in. Gotcha. You and I will be collaborating on a Google Doc or something. Yep. You'll look directly into the camera. You can do a, a couple takes. But after we shoot that, yeah. we'll edit it optimized for the type of video that just aesthetically, stylistically performs better on LinkedIn. Yep. We've seen it that work through a number of clients. We'll tell you exactly when to post. We'll write copy for you that you can tweak to be in your own voice. Yep. And all of a sudden, with a two-hour experience with us, and then an hour cumulatively over the course of a month, right. you have an entire month's worth of that LinkedIn content that right. is effective at branding you to those people. Gotcha. And so the value for me, um, I mean, obviously, it's the long game. Yeah. Because after a year, you know, we do that every every month for a year. Then I'll start to see some significant results certainly there's no like super calculated guarantee that we make we had someone the second month that they posted they got a sixty thousand dollar client who yeah. saw them sent all their executives like yo we need your service and it worked right, right we've had other people where after three to four months it leads to the speaking gig that speaking gig leads to a lead that right. lead leads to a one hundred twenty thousand dollar client right. so that like Time, it's it's super hard to calculate yeah. and box that in. Right, right. But at its core, what you're investing in is the idea that people knowing my story, people knowing what I'm up to, people seeing me as familiar is the prerequisite to the sales that I want. Gotcha. And if you buy that premise, yeah. then services like ours are one of the avenues by which you can go about accomplishing that goal. Gotcha. Very interesting. All right. Cool. Thanks so much for being on. We'll have you, have you on again sometime. My pleasure. Cool.